2: Good evening, CFL fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 533. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we get to talk football. After two and a half weeks of preseason games and a few more weeks of training camp, we have kickoff of the 2023 season tomorrow night in Calgary, where the BC Lions come to play the Stampeders. This is what we've been waiting for. This is, you know, when you get the hashtag, is it June yet? Yes, this is it. We get to watch real football that matters. And four games this weekend. We're going to talk about all four games tonight, the matchup right across the board. Uh, and we're going to have all sorts of fun. This is just exciting. I mean, we're playing football. I mean, does it get any better than this? No, it does not. Um, yeah, 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 just like amazing football. Wow, what can we do? So what is going on going to happen? I don't know, I don't know. Let's just uh, open up the pool, phone boards. I got nothing to rant about. I'm just kind of excited. There's a lot of things that are happening. We're going to talk about them from Kenny Lawler to um, Hongbo and, and all sorts of things that are happening this, this year, this week, that are just a little bit off. The norm, shall we say, and uh, that's okay because we're gonna watch, we're gonna talk football right now, and uh, so let's introduce that, our, our our panel today. Uh, William, how are you doing, buddy? How's Calgary?
0: Uh, Calgary
1: is nice and warm. I am sitting on my patio during the podcast, which is nice. I like to sit outside when I talk to you guys. My wife tells me to be quiet that's because a good the neighbors my wife tells me to be quiet because the neighbors can hear me. I don't give a shit. Fuck the neighbors. Anyways, um, I guess I get a little loud and a little, uh, you know. Hey, Charles, did you just, I just see, saw this. The Iron Sheik died today. I heard that this morning. I didn't know that. Yeah, it he died. He's yeah. 81.
2: No, I saw 81. that. Wow. 81 years old. That's not bad. Yeah.
1: That's not bad. Hey, Especially so, for a professional so Will, wrestler. But he was entertaining yes. he Will, on Twitter,
2: too. Yes? Before you start talking to Charles, you should let me introduce him. Okay, sorry. Hey, Christopher, <laughs> introduce Just Charles. Just a suggestion there, because I think it's a good idea. Okay. So, coming from Abbotsford, British Columbia, we have the birthday boy, Charles Cliff. Welcome to the show, buddy. Surprise! I'm here, too. Yep. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. No uh, yes, problem.
1: I did. See, yes, and I did see that the uh, the Iron Sheik died this morning. If uh, you ever, if you were following him on Twitter, he was always entertaining because he was always mad about something. I mean, I think a lot of it was shtick, but it was so funny and entertaining to uh, to listen to. And he was always, if you, you ever heard him on the Howard Stern show, he was also very funny on there as well. And I remember watching him wrestle as I was growing up. So it's sad to see him gone, but. Uh, 81 years old for a a professional wrestler, that's actually a a fairly long life, so, you know.
2: That's not bad at all.
1: Yes. No, but yeah, no, it's good, and now we're excited about football tomorrow, so. So, uh,
0: is this
2: an important birthday, or is it just uh, another one?
1: It's a half a mile, it's 45, so we're not quite different. The big five zero yet. I still got another half decade before that comes, even though that's going to come quicker than I would like to admit.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. It always does. Okay. Where's, Where's that 5-0? You're, oh, you're, just,
1: you're
2: just, just a youngin', eh, Will?
1: Yep. Yeah, actually, uh, Charles, you're the same age as my <laughs> oldest stepson. So.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> oldest
1: what? Stepson. Stepson. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Patty, Patty, my wife, has a 45-year-old son. Okay. Okay. So, yep. Uh, that doesn't make me feel that old. Well, it probably makes her feel old. <laughs> well, maybe. If she's got a forty-four, year old kid, you know what I mean? Well, fair enough. Is, is your mother still alive or not, Charles? Oh, yes. Yep, yep. And yeah. how old is she? How old is she? Oh. Uh, <laughs> She is, she's not listening, so she won't hear me give her age away. She is actually, um, my mom is 70. She won't, yeah, she was just turned uh, 76. Oh, okay. So were you the baby? Were you the baby or something? Yeah. Ah, okay. I have two older sisters. Ah, Okay. Okay, because Patty's only 60, Patty's only sixty, sixty six. so. Oh, ah, okay. <sighs> Anyways, now that we've talked about that enough, yep. we should talk about football, no, yeah, I exactly.
2: Guess.
1: Probably a good idea, yeah. Wow.
0: Well,
1: we should we pick, we talk should about pick, what
2: we about all sorts. we should pick, I'm having fun pick picking on people, baby. on, on, on Wokers on Facebook these days, so. They're easy to find. Yeah, I
1: see. I, I've seen you baiting people, Christopher, so it's very What's that? interesting. I see you baiting people all the time. I know that. There, there's I so many that. of them. Yep, and they suck it up big time, so
2: that's amazing. Well, you know, it, the, the funny thing is, is that these are the people who were all um, Joe Big in in COVID, right? And their big Mm -hmm. line all the time was, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. And in reality, they were following the media. But that's beside the point. We're not going to get into that. Um, So now, in this whole transgender thing, they're telling us that the science doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. And, And I'm just like, really? Guys... You got doing something wrong here. Anyhow, besides the point, we won't talk about that because we get ourselves in trouble, I'm sure. Or I will. So let's uh, talk some football. What have we got up? Carl Kim uh an agenda, and it's wonderful. Oh, we have football games to pick. We've got scores to pick. So do you want yeah, gotta... to move on, see if Rudy comes in, or... Do you wanna
0: just Yeah, why don't what, what,
2: what, what do we go after the go
1: start uh with the segments after the games and then once Rudy shows up we can go through the games. That way we don't have to go back and forth.
2: Okay, that's Doesn't what I was kinda of thinking.
0: Sounds good.
2: Yeah, we Kenny to get Waller, hang on, I gotta shut up this moment here Okay, Ball, so let's well, uh bombers bombers Bomber suspend Kenny Lawler. Due to immigration issues stemming from an impaired driving guilty plea. He's been deported, plain and simple. And uh, he's, he's having some issues with that. So he's, I think he's back in America right now. And he, uh, he's dealing with some legal issues here and trying to be in Canada. So uh, now that he is a uh, – because drunk driving, impaired driving in Canada is a felony. Okay, it's not. It's not did, actually did, under the Motor Vehicle Act. It's under. Did they actually, it's criminal law. Did they actually? Did they actually deport him? Yep.
1: Yeah, I think get he get did. Get the fuck out of here! Get yeah. the fuck out of here! Okay.
2: Yeah, seriously, they deported him.
1: He he pled guilty to, to
2: a DUI, and uh, and they deported him.
1: Gee, I wonder. I wonder if he had a good lawyer.
2: Obviously not.
1: Obviously not. No, no lawyer
2: would tell you to plead guilty,
1: especially if it could cause you getting deported.
2: Yeah, here is what I don't. You fight it. You you plead guilty to something lesser, and you do a lot of community service, and the judge is usually pretty accommodating, considering you're a professional football player. But if you plead guilty, you're guilty, and that's a felony. Well. And
1: and here's the thing guys, here's the thing. I had a guy in my office about 4 or 5 years ago, he got a DUI. And and he wasn't he wasn't over that much. I think he was point .2 or something like that, okay? And they they literally took point, his license that two day. .2 is pretty
2: much over. It's way over.
1: Well, it's point not .2 way over. anyways. Well, okay, maybe I got this. He wasn't that drunk. Let's put it that way. Okay,
0: it was it
1: was borderline, and the and normally normally fifteen years ago, they probably would have given him a seventy two hour suspension. Okay, like they used to do, but because of Mothers Against Drunk Driving and all that stuff, they can't do those things anymore. Okay, but what right. he did is he got a lawyer. And and before and I mean he was without his license. It took like four months for him to get a court date, so he was without his license for four months because because they won't give you your license back until you plead or whatever. And his lawyer once once a judge was assigned, his lawyer went to the judge and said, "Hey, this guy was was it was a very limited thing." And the judge basically said, if if he gives uh, a charity of his choice a thousand dollars, it will go away. And that's what he did. So yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering, one, so, how drunk was Kelly? How drunk was Lawler? And number two, if he had a good lawyer or
2: not. But he obviously did not have a good lawyer because no lawyer no. would tell him to plead guilty. No lawyer.
1: Yeah, Mm-mm. and a good lawyer would have kept them from getting kicked out of the country. Yes. So I'm. Yeah. Right? So i well, that's what I'm
2: saying is that this? if he didn't, if he didn't plead guilty, he took it to court. They went up there. They could have plea bargained this down to oh. anything, right? Yeah. And, and anything yeah. under the Motor Vehicle Branch Act, and, and Motor Vehicle Act, and then he would have, uh, you know, done community services. Done, you know, donated money to a charity, but paid a fine, something, right? And it would have it would have just gone away. You never right. plead guilty to anything,
1: ever. No. no. Look at OJ. So yeah, you know, and his lawyer, his lawyer even shrunk the gloves. Anyways. um... Anyways, but yeah, so so obviously Kenny, I, obviously he probably didn't get the team involved because I guarantee the team would have gotten him a lawyer. I wonder if he even told the team.
2: Well, he got the DUI when he was playing for Winnipeg,
0: yes, and he then did. his
2: court case came up while he was playing for Edmonton.
1: Correct. That's and what I'm wondering. Why got, did he not get kicked out then? Uh, yes, because it was still in progress.
2: Because he wasn't deported yet. It took him a while right, to right. get him to deported.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: This is just funny. Have I have I been saying Andy, on me. this podcast? Have I been saying on this podcast for years? Football players aren't very smart. Yes, I said
2: that, yes. haven't I? Andy, okay. you're right. Okay. Yeah. No, nobody's argued with me. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it, nobody's arguing with you. So, anyhow, we got Rudy online now. Rudy, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing?
3: Thank you. Good. Everything's good. So, you're talking about Kenny Lawler? Yep. Yeah, uh,
2: we, we've jumped over the the score, picking the scores, waiting for you. So, we thought okay, we'd so. start on the first segment, which was, is Kenny Lawler.
3: And uh, it's uh, have you got anything to add to it? Because it's funny as hell. Well, it's it's it sounds like he just paid his fine and then just assumed that there would be no issues later on with the border and you know the the you know criminal law, and I think he thought it would just that would be it, and then he was in for a rude awakening. They don't they that they're pretty sticky with that kind of stuff. So that's on him for not getting you know that those loose loose ends tied up. So that's all I really have to say. That's uh, that's him not being. Making wise adult decisions. How about that? That's why
0: I'm a saying with that. Player. I guess.
3: Well, <laughs> oh, the guy in Regina. He's a football it, player. You're you're asking, pretty, you're asking pretty him much, to
2: make wise adult decisions, come on.
1: Talk. I was going to say pretty much what I said. Dumb football player. Okay.
2: <laughs> dumb football player. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, it, this is just oh. funny. So, so did he? Act, so then, it doesn't sound like he actually got deported. It sounds like he was, was trying to yeah. come across the border to report to
3: camp, and they just refused him entry and, into Canada. Yeah, and because it, it, it has to do his visa or whatever, probably got flagged for a you know an offense, and that yeah, and then it just probably got tangled up there. And then you need your work visa, right? So that's probably why he didn't. Have, he didn't get his work visa, and I bet you Winnipeg probably thought it was already all looked after when he was in Edmonton. They probably they probably just thought that was over with. I'm guessing. I mean, you would think that. So
2: they're they're just now to get, get him apart. And...
3: Yeah, it'll, it'll work itself out. And honestly, if he misses the first four or five games of the CFL season, it doesn't really I mean that's no big deal.
2: Well,
1: no, it's, no, it's,
3: it's saving Winnipeg from cap space.
0: Yeah, is, yeah.
3: And they're not right. right? He's, a, he's on the, the care suspension list. He's yeah. not part of the
2: salary cap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's um. Let's well, this is just weird. Can it came up
1: out, out, out of it. nowhere?
2: Yeah, it was funny though.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Okay, we're we're going to do the Pick 'em games now. Everybody who's out there listening, go over to um, cfl.ca, find the Pick 'em thing, go in and join the group, let's talk CFL podcast, and I, and and then you can pick your you can work against us. So, we're all going we all put hmm. our picks in there or Sparky does for us. And, and, uh, so let's us. see who wins this, this whole thing, okay? Yeah. Um, so what happens is we have two teams that are playing. We pick the winner and the total point score. Not what the score is going to be, but the total between the two teams, okay? Just a refresher. I know you guys all know this, Man, but I'm making sure everybody at home knows this as, as well. So the first game up is the BC Lions. And they're coming to Calgary to play the Stampeders. So, Charles, who's going to win? What's the score?
1: Well, I'm sure this isn't going to shock anybody, but I picked the, I'm i picking the Lions to win this game. Uh, I really thought they looked good. I know in preseason last week, but, you know, the games one, two, three, maybe even up to four, teams – Defensively and offensively uh, are not up to full uh, full speed by then. Uh, a lot of people say the first three or four weeks are actually glorified preseason games. They're still getting in the rhythm, and I just like the way the Lions' offense looked last week. Last week, even in preseason, uh, so and I think Calgary—they've got a lot of new starters on that team. They're going to take some time, I think, to uh, to get uh, up to speed and get cohesive. And uh, I'm still not sold on Jake Mayer, just my opinion. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Lions are going to win, and I'll say the Lions, and I am going to say 43 points.
2: 43 points for the Lions, or yes. the Lions, and a total of 43 points. William, well, yes. you're up, buddy. William. You're not talking Sorry Calgary 42 You're picking Calgary And you're going 42 Okay
3: Yes sir Rudy what are you going to do I'm going to go Calgary 44
2: Calgary 44 And CJ Mm -hmm. is going BC And going high at
3: 52
2: Okay the 52. second game up is Hamilton and Winnipeg. Uh, this is an interesting game. Uh, You're going know, to do reverse order here. Uh, CJ
3: is taking Winnipeg and going with 48 points. Rudy, what are you going to do? I'll do uh, Winnipeg 51. Winnipeg 51 and Williams
1: uh winnipeg fifty six
2: okay uh charles
1: i'm gonna be very honest i'm extremely tempted to pick hamilton but i'm gonna pick winnipeg uh forty eight
2: that's what i did
1: oh okay uh forty five
2: okay uh, so CJ, the next game is CJ, CJ. Yeah.
1: Can I can I change mine, please? I'm going to go. What, you can. what go. would you
2: like? I'm going to go Hamilton 46.
0: He
1: just wants to be different.
2: Hamel. Hamilton 46. Okay. So William wants to drop to the bottom right away.
1: Well, that's where I used to Nothing come like back from, anyway. catch anyways, up so. from week one. That's where I used to come back okay. from anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next game is Ottawa Red Blacks without Jeremiah Mazzoli. Um, and I personally, I don't think Jeremiah Mazzoli should come back. I think he should just retire. And I said that last year at his injury. I said, this is going to be a career-ending injury. And everybody said, no, 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 he's not that old. Uh, when you're off for over a fucking year, it's, it's career-ending. Let it go. Ottawa Red are into Montreal to play the Alouette. This is going to be a tough game with Nick Arbuckle versus, what's his nuts, Cody Fajardo. Oh, geez, no, that's not even going to be close. Uh,
1: Cody, Cody, Cody. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't pick Cody Fajardo. I know it's Nick Arbuckle, but I'll take Nick Arbuckle over Cody Fajardo. Mont or um, uh, Ottawa forty. Ottawa forty.
2: Okay, William.
1: I'm gonna go Ottawa at twenty
2: eight. Yeah, I was thinking about going low too. Uh,
0: Rudy. Ottawa
2: thirty
3: nine.
2: And I'm going to take Ottawa and I'm going to go 34. Okay, and the last game of the first week of the 2023 season is the Saskatchewan Roughriders into Edmonton to play the Elks, who are sitting at a two-and-a-half-year home losing record. Is that record going to hold for another week? Or is the Elks going to take the Riders down? Charles, I'll let you do this one. Who are you going with?
1: Remember when Commonwealth Stadium used to be a death for visiting teams? Uh, Yes. I think they finally bumped the streak. I'm not at all sold on Saskatchewan. I'm going to pick Edmonton. I might regret this, but I'm going to pick Edmonton. Uh, 44 points.
0: William. Uh, Your favorite team. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go.
2: Which one do you feel sorry for?
1: Edmonton. Because, um, I mean, here's my next question. Do you think anybody's going to be at the game? Apparently their, really well. uh, apparently their tickets are selling uh, really well. Apparently their tickets are—they're they're looking at a, a good crowd. It looks like I was reading about that uh, yesterday. Okay, So I'm good. gonna go. Glad to hear that. I, I gotta go.
0: Edmonton.
1: Edmonton 45.
2: Okay.
3: Ready. I'm gonna go with Saskatchewan 45. That's funny. I'm taking Edmonton at
2: 48. Okay, so those are our picks for week one. I'll put them in the drawer. Uh, Sparky's going to have to write them all down and insert them into the pick em list for us. That's uh, awesome. And uh, that's it, guys. That one's in the book. Next week we'll come back and we'll laugh at each other. We'll, we'll just laugh at Rudy for picking Saskatchewan, but that's beside the point. Okay. So, moving on. Do we have anything else to talk about Kenny Lawler? No, no, no. He's just waiting for a pardon. It'll happen. Why, why did he plead guilty? I don't understand. Okay. Cal- maybe he thought he'd get leaders. off. Yeah. You can't get off when you plead guilty. It doesn't yeah, happen. but maybe
1: they thought... But they might have thought by pleading guilty That they would be a little more lenient
2: Yeah but so His fine was, was lenient Whatever else It's got nothing to do with that This has to do with being a felony conviction And you being
0: mm-hmm.
2: a tourist
1: Fair enough
2: Right Had nothing. Yep. Had to, this has nothing to do with the courts
1: No I guess that's true
2: this, this is just something that, that he did when he was stupid. Which could be every day. But anyhow. I was going to say, well. Next one up. Yeah, we know. Dumbass football player. Calgary Stampeders released veteran left tackle Derek Dennis.
0: Is this age?
2: Is this attitude? Is this what? Left tackle. You. William, you got anything to say about the New York Calgary Stampeders and they Yeah, the, apparently the, the
1: apparently hair. apparently his knee did not uh recover like they wanted it to <coughs> and, and he was uh apparently just not there from the very beginning. So I mean
2: is it not in shape and, or? Uh, no, 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 no. He, he was
1: He was in shape, but they say physically he wasn't like he used to be. And uh, they did offer him retirement, and he said, "Fuck you." So, which mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, he said he he said all along, all off season that he was going to retire at the end of this season. So right. one one right. more season, but but you know, I mean. Yeah, he wasn't. Apparently, he didn't play with the first uh, first line offense at all. And he was really good last year until he got injured. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just, you know, decided to go a different way. Probably younger, faster, cheaper. They still do not have a guy who they've pen, or who they put in that is a solid take his place. It's still a competition apparently. So that's not a good thing.
2: No, you, you need a solid left tackle.
1: Of yes, course you do. If I'm the Lions,
2: I'm going hard at
1: that side side tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Hell yeah.
1: But on the other hand, maybe they have a couple of guys who are trying to find a job, and, and, and they look good. So the, the two guys – well, the two guys here's, – here's a good one for you guys. You'll eat this up. The two guys that they think are competing for this position – are both injured and will not play tomorrow. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> so are, they've what? got
1: someone else. They've got both injured and will They're not play They're both tomorrow, injured. So they've got someone else. So so after hearing that, you must realize that Derek Dennis must have been really bad during training camp. Okay? Yeah. So my only, my only saving yeah, grace with... My only saving grace with the left tackle not being that good is is uh, J- Jake Mayer. He's not like Bo Levi. He can run. Okay. <laughs> Bo Levi's season would be over if he was playing for the Stampeders Peters tomorrow night. Okay.
2: Give so is, I, I have to ask this question. And okay. Because I am not I I don't know the answer. So I'm actually asking it honestly. Is Jake Mayer a southpaw?
1: No, no.
2: You no. no no.
1: He's not okay. no. He's not. Because that
2: would t- change the perspective of left tackle and, and put the onus on the right tackle. Yeah,
1: yeah. But no, no, no. He's not. No, he's not a southpaw. He's not. No, it's and, it's pretty so, funny because I watched I watched the press conference where. Dave Dickinson talked about Derek Dennis and then they asked him, so who's who are you gonna put there? And he said, Well, the two guys that we're gonna put there have minor injuries and we have a couple of other guys we're looking at and I'm like Did he just say that? Am I in the fucking twilight zone here? But no, that's where that's the way they're going, guys. Like I've said, it's gonna be a spectacular season for the Calgary Stampeders this year.
2: Well I, I concur with Charles. Go hard on that left side. Go hard.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
2: And now, now Willie, I'm going to ask you. You still want to pick Calgary?
1: Okay, so so I've been waiting for you to ask me this question. Okay, and here's the answer. Okay, the BC Lions have been shit for five years. And you guys still pick the BC Lions every fucking week. So just leave that one alone. I'm
3: just
0: asking. I'm just asking.
3: Honestly, the, first, the know, first week of the CFL season is a crack shoot. Like, I mean, anything could happen. Last year, Ottawa should have beaten Winnipeg in the first week of the season. So, I mean, nothing's going to be... The teams aren't going to be so i did, i did do, i i did do a, an investigation
1: though the other day christopher i i i i yep. still had i still uh remember the b c calgary game okay the exhibition game and how b c moved moved against calgary's defense and uh i uh wrote down all the players and all the players, BC's number one, or sorry, most of the players against BC's number one offense, half of them got caught. Okay? So, I'm just saying. After that performance, I'm not surprised. Yeah. The only one, the only one I was really not surprised at was that Muhammad guy, because he started for the, for, the, or for the Stampeders last year. And Bust, I call him Buster Rhymes, what's his real name? Buster Rhymes beat him like like he was a uh, like he was dead three times in the exhibition game. So
0: there you go. Good one. Okay. Yeah.
2: Well, Derek Dennis is not retiring. Cal, he's no longer with the Stampeders. Who out there's looking for a left tackle? Nobody is in week one. But it's who gets hurt first is kind of what happens. You get injuries, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but remember,
1: remember, remember, the only place Derek Dennis has been successful in is Calgary. Calgary. Once again, system or player?
2: I'm not arguing. Fair.
1: Fair question.
2: If it was any other team, I, I I would tell you it's the player. But I can't. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Rudy, you're quiet on this one. You got anything to say about Derek Dennis? Is he going over to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Do you need a left tackle?
3: No, I think – I don't see – I think he's obviously his, his skill set diminished, and and I don't I don't think he's going to be a factor in the league anymore. I, he's just more of a factor on Twitter than uh, on the field. So I'll be looking forward to hearing what he has to say. I think the staff won't be as bad as everybody thinks. I think I think I I, I Huff, Nagle, and Dickinson I I'll see it until and I I'm not counting them out until week five or six. I think Jake Mayer, I think he a little bit harder than Jake Mayer. He had one horrendous game last year. Well, I mean, he had some rough games, but he's done some good things for Calgary. I think they're gonna be they'll they'll be okay. If their defense been hanging in there, I
0: think
2: Yeah. We'll see what yeah, I mean, but you know they are playing B C they're not like playing Montreal or something, so
0: Oh. Yeah.
3: BC has to prove some stuff too. They they, they lost their starting quarterback and, and a running back.
0: So Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey uh, speaking of running backs, did you notice that uh, who B C has as a running back there, Charles?
0: Uh,
1: Keenan LaFrance.
2: Did we just sign him? Didn't 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 a couple of days ago?
1: Yeah, the Lions signed him right away.
0: Okay, I did not see that signing. Okay,
2: I I I like him. He's a he's a good running back. Now we have one. Uh, He's not that big a running
1: back, actually. Is Lids. Numbers are not very good.
2: No, but he's got some experience.
1: That's but true. He doesn't have experience.
2: What we had, which was nothing.
1: Well, I guess that's a good point too.
2: You know, I, I'm, I'm not saying I, I don't like picking up the rider's garbage, but in in reality, if you've got nothing, it, it's better to have something. And you know, mm-hmm. it's just it, you. you, you The odds of us leaning on the running game too much is is pretty slim when you don't have a running back.
1: That is quite true.
2: Okay. So, there. Derek Dennis is done from Calgary. Keenan LaFrance is now a BC Lion. And the next segment here, which uh, confuses me, It's TSN's list, TSN list, it's top 50 players of 2023. How is that even possible? How can you list the top player of 2023 when they have yet to play a game?
0: Well, I I
1: think they mean going into the 2023 season. They do it every year.
2: I I understand what you mean, but how do you do this, right?
1: Uh, It's based on last season, obviously.
2: Ah, so it's...
1: It should be of 2022 okay, just, because that's what they're basing it on. But this list is kind of okay, ridiculous. So the top anyway, top 50
2: but, players. You want to go through the list one by one, by one by one, at least the top 10, 10, 15 or so.
1: But sure, sure, we if, got time.
2: Number. One, it's yeah, we got lots of time. So it uh, in the number one spot because they did they they usually do these in reverse order, right? They would start at 50 and go down, but they're starting at one and going down going up. So uh, number one player is uh, actually before we even do that, which it's Zach Galeros just in case anybody's wondering, um, distribution by team. BC Lions have four. Edmonton Elks have four. Hamilton Tiger Cats have seven. Saskatchewan Rough Riders have three. Winnipeg Blue Bombers have 11. Calgary Stampeders have 10. Montreal has one. Argonauts have five. Red Blacks have five. So this would tell me that Calgary Stampeders should be the second best team in the league because they have the most players in the top 50. And yet nobody seems to be picking them that way. Okay. Zach Toleros is the top of the league here, 34-year-old signal caller with the Bombers. Uh, no surprise there. No surprise there. Number two. Eugene Lewis. Wide out for the Edmonton Elks.
1: Good receiver, I'm not sure I have him number two. Exactly.
2: Number three. I don't know even know if I'd have him as the
1: best receiver.
2: But go on. Oh, I wouldn't have him as the best receiver. No way. Uh oh shit. Just went away on me. My list just disappeared. Uh, Calgary Stampeder um, running back Kadeem Carey is number three. Hard to argue that one.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd argue that he might. He maybe should be two.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's possible.
1: I'd put him at two over Eugene Lewis.
0: Yes. Okay,
2: uh, that's number three, 30-year-old running back. That's not bad. Grandpa's in the fourth position. Stanley Bryant, O-Lineman, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 37-year-old, played 17 games last year. Father Time is going to catch up to this man.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: number five. Dalton Schoen, wide receiver, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay, that's about right. He's an
1: excellent receiver, although I think I would need to see more than just one season out of him uh, before I put him top five.
2: Yeah, you're probably right, but he's there. We can't argue with him. People, uh, number he six, stop. well, we can argue all we want. We could argue all night on this one. No problems.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: number six, Willie Jefferson, defensive end, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Number seven is Lorenzo Molden, defensive lineman, Ottawa. Oh, Ottawa. Kenny Lawler's in eighth place. Hard to call him a top 50 player when he's not even in the league. Uh, number nine. Not
1: even in the is country.
2: Winton Mc- McManage, exactly. Linebacker, Toronto Argonauts. Uh, number 10, Adam Bighill, linebacker, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I, you know what? I think Adam just looks like he's missing a step. I don't think he is. Uh, he's going to be the dominant force that he once was. He missed most of the training camp with a uh, in-drone toenail. So, you know which is it very painful, but besides the point. Kept him out of training camp. Number eleven, wide receiver, BC Lions, Dominic Rhymes. Okay. Number twelve, Dietrich Nichols. Defensive back, Winnipeg. Number 13 is Trevor Harris, the second quarterback in this list, with Saskatchewan. Are you telling me that you're taking Saskatchewan's quarterback as the second-best quarterback in the CFL? Oh, my good Lord. Who made this list? PSN. Uh, number 14, William Standback, running back, Montreal. 15 is Tim White, wide receiver, Hamilton. That's our top 15. Who do you have? Who do you think should be in there? Who, who do you think should not be in there? William, you go
0: first.
1: Well, you know what? It's hard to argue about uh, Saskatchewan's quarterback being the second best. Just Statistically, oh, my God. Other than winning great cups, he has been just as good as uh, Zach Kolaris, man. They're really close. They're really close. So, just saying. Um, But in reality, picking any of these guys at the beginning of the season is a waste of time. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a waste of time. I don't know why they even did that. So... That's the only thing I'm going to comment on. Sorry.
2: Well, I, I think it's, like I said at the beginning, uh, this, how, how can you do this list? This is ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, it is. And, you know, going down the list, uh, a little bit further down, uh, this list keeps disappearing on me. Um. Charles, do you have anything to say about this? What are your what are your additions and subtractions?
1: I don't have a huge issue with this. Kenny Lawler might be a bit high, I think, at number eight because he had an okay year last year at Edmonton, although he took a step back from the year before in Winnipeg. And like you said, he might be out three or four weeks. So it's hard for me to put him at number eight under those circumstances, uh, Dalton's shown. I think top ten. I don't know if I put him fifth because I don't think he's got. I look like I said, I don't think he's got a body of work. Uh, he, he had a great year last year, but let's see him do it more than once. That's all I'm saying. But i still probably put him in the top ten because he is a great receiver. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't have an issue with really any of them. Uh, I think the list is pretty good. Although Trevor Harris. Well, he probably is the second best, maybe the second best quarterback in the CFL. I don't know if he's thirteen. I, I think he's a little high there. Hey, Charles. I I put him late teen, early twenties.
2: Yeah. You take Trevor over Vernon Adams.
1: No, but that's me. I can see a, a scenario where someone else probably would. I personally wouldn't. Because I've always had a problem with Trevor Harris' consistency.
2: I There's not a hope in hell I we can't give over Vernon Adams. Adams has way more upside. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened. I'm not saying Trevor, Vernon Adams is the second best quarterback in the CFL. I'm just saying that Trevor Harris is not.
3: I just don't think it just speaks to the lack of depth. It speaks to the lack of depth at quarterback in the C F L when Harris is in the top fifteen, right? Well
1: Well, especially seeing as this is the top fifty players there's three quarterbacks on the list.
3: Yeah.
1: On the whole list? Yeah. Zach Caleros, down
2: that
1: yeah, Zach Calero, Trevor Harris, and Foley Von Mitchell. Those are the only three quarterbacks on this list. No, sorry, sorry, Jake Bears on it too. There's four.
2: Jake oh Mayer's Jesus, 29. you're right. Never mind.
1: Twenty-nine. Never mind. I missed Jeremiah Mazzoli. I was looking through. I was looking through too quickly.
2: And, and Jake I was just Mayer. me
1: Yeah. Sorry, there's four. There's five quarterbacks. But are you telling me I, Vernon I, I, Adams I, I, shouldn't be on this list?
2: Well, if you've got these other guys the on the 15, list, uh, 100% would. What's that? How, how do you put Jake Mayer on here? I, I mean, I'm
1: taking easily taking Vernon Adams over Jeremiah Mazzoli. Jeremiah Mazzoli may never play again. And I'll take him over right. Jake Mayer too. I haven't seen anything that makes me think that Jake Mayer is anything special.
2: Well, when you got a Calgary Stampeder fan Willie here saying that he's nothing, nothing special, and that Calgary's been a bomb this season, um, you kind of have to agree with him. Yeah, but yeah. you guys were telling me all
1: you guys were telling me all last year that Jake Mayer was great. Okay, so. No, I
2: said he looked impressive.
1: That's correct. I mean, he he was, well, wait a minute. He was so impressive, he took, he took Bo Levi Mitchell's job.
2: No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I don't think he took Bo Levi Mitchell's job. I think Bo Levi Mitchell couldn't do the job anymore.
1: Just putting on words here. He replaced Bo Levi Mitchell. He replaced Bo Levi Thanks. Mitchell. Therefore, therefore, he took Bo Levi Mitchell's job. Oh. Whatever.
0: It's uh,
1: you know what. One of the nice things about what's going to happen tomorrow is the season starts, and we'll get to see. How fucking wrong we all
2: are, okay? Did you see Mark Weddell today? He said that the BC Lions going 18-0, and and I said, I don't think they're going to go 18-0, no, but maybe 15 or 16 wins, it's realistic. Yeah,
1: and we know that was directed at you, of course. Well, no
2: kidding. If, if, if BC went eighteen and zero, they would still suck.
1: He still he still has a Woody for you. Okay, so
0: so yeah, well, what are you gonna do? I'm
2: just so I'm just so hot. <laughs> okay, I, I'm done no, with so. this C S N list. I, I'm not going down the depth of it. Anything? Does anybody have anything else to say about it?
0: Uh, I, I don't really mention, want
2: to move on, uh,
3: Jackson, but we don't have enough to do Jackson, today. Jackson, sorry, Jackson Jeffcoat should be uh, should be near the top fifteen. He was probably the best guy on on the defense last year. How
1: how? Oh my God, how can they have a top fifty? Like, give me a break, okay? Yeah. Like.
3: I don't like so, I don't like those lists. They're stupid. But this, so they, you know, they've I, got
1: they've got they've it. got Dalton they've got Dalton shown as number five. What if he has a sophomore jinx and doesn't catch any balls this year? Okay.
0: Yeah, like,
3: but but based on last year.
1: Willie Jefferson has always been overrated. Lorenzo Malden almost lost the best defensive player of the year to a. 36-year-old guy from
3: Calgary last year, remember?
1: Who's currently
3: unemployed. So that's correct. Well, the list is just like the other leagues do it too. The NHL does it. The NFL does it. So if they want to just do what the other leagues do. That's all it is. Spent probably too much time on it already.
0: <laughs> How is Jadari yeah, Davis mean,
3: 42?
1: They got Bo Levi Mitchell at twenty and he hasn't done anything in three fucking years. God.
3: Yeah, he's been a he's been a West Semi final participant.
1: Yeah, well. In garbage times. This this this, (laughs) well Well just
2: wow. Oh, TSN is now following Three Down Nations policies. Did you see that?
1: Which is what?
2: This was published by TSN.ca. App. No Nobody wanted to put their name on it.
1: Oh. They've got, they've got, it's hilarious. They've got, uh, Trey Roberson is number 44. He played four games last year. Okay? And he was hurt the rest of the time. It's like, oh my God. Anyways, I'm, I'm down with that one. Go ahead, Christopher.
2: Well, I'm going to move on to this because we're going to run out of our, our, our agenda before the first hour's over, you know? Don't know what we're going to do then, but let's let's see what happens.
1: I thought our game picks would take longer than they did.
2: Yeah, well, there's nothing to base them on. Oh, true. BC Lions culture clash with Jonathan Combo. Was this a missed opportunity?
1: Well. Now I'm curious. What Here the hell was
2: that all about? Uh, with himself. Now, who was it that that tweeted out that challenged the BC Lions for ditching Sean Lemon for this guy? Do you remember that? Was that Derek Dennis, yep. or was that? Uh,
1: I believe that was Derek ben Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, I think it was Derek Dennis. Not wrong either, is he? Especially well, well, not I right was now. Ask.
2: I mean, I was kind of excited to see this guy's talent, but you know what? Maybe I'm not. He's he's now part of the TyCats. So this this guy, they they signed him out of the NFL. They came back from the NFL, signed him released Sean Lemon and some other guys. And uh, and now he got into war words with Farhan Sloughy on on, uh, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And a couple of people came back and yelled at him. And uh, he, now he's gone. He's a Ticat. Ticat signed him, or we, we, we traded him to the Ticat we for trade the him. fourth round yep. half-pick. I think it's a conditional fourth round, but I'm not sure. So, my question is, would you not be on the phone right away for Sean Lennon to come back? Is that not important? I
0: would will not you think.
2: have enough depth in the line
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe they called Sean Lennon back and he said, sure, for another 50 grand. You never know.
2: Well, you know, at a certain point in time you have to do that. Mhm. But you know what? The scariest thing is this
1: guy must have been such a dick that they got rid of him so fast. You know what I mean? Apparently. From what I got I to it he was mouthing off at some of the veterans for not being at practice or something like that and that was part of it. I don't know what the whole thing was, but that that seemed to be or at least that's what he was implying, although it seemed like um who was it? Keon Hatcher coming on and saying that he was quitting on the team or something. I don't know. It's just a weird situation all around.
3: Oh. Well when you're when you're a backup and you're start, you know, beaking the, the starters, that's that's kind of a bad luck. Well especially if you just like
1: joined the team.
3: Yeah like sounds like you're bitter and you're jealous how you come off.
0: Mm-hmm. So it doesn't,
3: not a good look.
1: No, it's not.
3: And that could follow you around to another locker room and teams will be like, no, don't bring this guy in. And you know what I mean? Now he's going to have to.
1: So, so here's, here's, here's get, get a I'm reading this article right now and in the article it says McElroy indicated that the club has enough confidence in its depth along the defensive line that Kung Bo or whatever was expendable. Well, then why did they have Sean Lemon signed before this guy? And then they sign this guy, and then they say, oh, we got rid of him, but we have enough depth along the defensive line. You're mm-hmm. kidding me.
2: I don't know. It's a it's a very um, troubling situation for me. Yeah,
0: uh, it, 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 makes, it doesn't
2: make a lot of sense. It does make sense. Oh, no, it's
0: very weird. It just,
2: it doesn't look good. The optics but, are not good on this one.
1: But would it have caused problems all year long if they had kept them? You know what I mean? It might have. No, that might have been why they got rid of them. They're probably right on about getting rid of them,
0: so... Okay.
2: We can move on. Ottawa Redblacks quarterback Jeremiah Mazzoli to miss the first two games of regular season. So this is a quarterback that got injured in, what, game three last season? Mm-hmm. So by the time he gets back in week three, if he does, he's been offered entire, entire year. Okay. Now, if he's not playing now and he's in the in, in the on the sidelines, how does he make the top 50 list? A B He hasn't had any training camp. You know, I'm sure he's working out and doing physiotherapy and stuff like that for his legs. But at the same time, quarterbacks need to have training camp. It's
0: important.
1: You would think so because you got to get your timing down and everything. Yes, you do. Uh, and I'm not remotely convinced he's going to be coming back uh, after two weeks either. No. No.
3: I'm not sure he comes back period. Well I mean if you're not ready to to go after all this time that's that's not a good
0: like it's been what's a gonna year. change in two
3: more weeks, like, Yeah, and what's gonna change in two more weeks? Like there's obviously right. structural damage. That's not ever gonna get better. So I mean is it like where are we at? Is it pain control, is it mobility? I mean I mean his game is his half of his game is, is sprinting out of the pocket, so I mean, you take that away from him; he's going to be a sitting duck on a so-so team. So, I mean, that doesn't—it's not setting up well. Mhm. And you're out for what over a year, like almost a year and a half. I mean, that's going to be like that's—that's that's a lot of time. That's a lot of rust to knock off. And not like he has all-star receivers or a, or a, or a, or a fantastic run game. I mean, the team might be improved. But a talking great cup, maybe playoffs at best. Mm-hmm. We'll
2: see. The
3: only saving
2: grace for Jeremiah Mazzoli, he's in the sister division, and he could possibly get the Ottawa Red Blacks to the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Especially with
2: the clusterfuck that's happening in Montreal. Um, all they have to do is be better than the fourth place team in the West. So, why would you? Why would you bet your horse? Why did the Ottawa Redblacks continue this? Why did they keep focused on Jeremiah Mazzoli? Yeah. Well,
3: we don't have the me- we don't have the medical records. We don't know what the 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 doctor said. So it's kind of hard to. I mean. We're not, we, I don't know what Ottawa knows. If Ottawa knew this was going to be a, like a 30% chance of him ever starting again, yeah, then that's on, on them for stirring, stirring this along. But, I mean, if they were told that, you know, he has a good chance of fully recovering and they went with what the doctor said and now the doctors are wrong, so who knows? But, it's, uh, it's too bad. I mean, Mazzoli was... Uh, I mean, a hair away from being a Grey Cup hero, like he almost snatched that 2021 Grey Cup away from the Bombers. I mean, they were they were five yards away. Things would have turned out a lot different because they would have probably kept Mazzoli and Evans had been bought in 2022. Evans would have went to Ottawa, I would think. Did you not think that you guys that if Mazzoli wins the two twenty one Grey Cup coming off the bench in the second half that Hamilton would have kept him? It's, it's quite probable.
1: And once again, it goes to show you the state of it goes to show you the state of the quarterbacks in the CFL. I wouldn't have kept Jeremiah 100%. Mazzoli for as long as they have. Okay, because he's not a good quarterback in my mind, and I've said that numerous times.
3: They had some good games, though. They had some good teams around him, though, too, right? So that's always a chicken and egg. Yeah, anyway.
1: but he still—he's never—he's never learned how to be a throat or dropback passer. Sorry, he always relied on the wheels first.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's a problem. And those quarterbacks that know don't want—if you don't learn—if you don't. If you don't want to learn to read defenses properly, eventually you're going to yeah. get found out, and eventually it's, uh you, you slow a step and teams game plan for you, and you know it's big trouble. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't mean, know if it's similar to like Casey Casey Printers is you know. kind of the same type of thing or not. I'm not sure if that's. The comparison, That's basically but in Printer the last... To...
2: No, I don't think Jeremiah Mazzoli was ever in the same league with, with Casey Printers.
1: Casey Printers is a much no, better passer. No. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: you Man know, runner. if you
2: think about it, if you think about it, the
1: last three three years, he's played six games, 12 games, and four games, okay? He's been injured a lot the last three years.
0: So, That's barely
1: over one season, Sorry? Right. That's, 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 I mean, that's so. barely over one season. It's 24 that's like games. It's 20 games. 24 games. 24 games. Yeah. That's not even a season and a half over three years. No, sir. No, sir. No. And I mean...
2: If you count the playoffs, that's a season.
1: Yeah. You know, if he was going to do it, 2018 was the year he should have done it, but he got hurt because he threw for over 5,000 yards that year. Yeah. So, so I kind of I kind of second-guess my place because a, a guy who couldn't pass doesn't throw for 5,200 yards in a season. So, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I don't know. I
1: don't know. There's a lot of I don't
0: know right
2: now. We're we're trying to start a season. This is week one, and there's far too many question marks in this league right now. How how can you have this many question marks? Roster should be set. lack of depth all the
3: way around. Yeah. Everywhere though.
1: That's what he said. All the way around. It's everywhere.
3: And God forbid a starting no Canadian no goes down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree.
2: Okay.
1: Where are we there at the podcast?
2: Well, that concludes our agenda. We have 54 minutes and 35 seconds remaining in the show. What would you guys like to
1: talk about? Well, we don't really, I was going to suggest another thing, but I don't think we have time to make sense of it. The new freaking designated national rules that everyone's been talking about, it's so freaking confusing and convoluted. And I have no idea who the hell's going to keep track of this because it's going to cause nothing but headaches, I predict.
2: I, I don't think anyone can really understand what it. You're supposed to do right here. Um, I actually was talking with Dave Naylor about it, and uh, he did an article called Kelly Tough and it was about uh, I don't know what was what was that article about. Go over to Dave Naylor. Which, the which one? Well, he did an article called Kelly Tough. And it had something to do with, here it is, it's uh 2 different stories of redemption from Related uh, related Q on uh, Kelly Tuff, uh two different uh, from Buffalo Bill's legend Jim Kelly has said, I may have lost four Super Bowls, but I kicked cancer's butt four times. turns out Jim isn't the only Kelly to have to go. So, which is an interesting little story there, but if you uh, go down and read the articles, TJ went in there and said, I went to school with Kelly Tuff and put a link to her Playboy page. Oh, boy. She went, she went to Centennial in Coquitlo. So, anyhow. But while I'm there, I was talking with, uh, not talking with him, but... Uh, He's got a list of the rules for the designated national,
0: okay?
2: The CFL snap count rule for nationalized Americans replacing nationals. Before each game, each team will identify on the depth chart one player on each side of the ball as their designated nationalized American, defined as a veteran player with at least five years CFL seasons experience or three with the same team. So Sparky comes up today, and I think it was Sparky, and he said that Kadeem Carey is your nationalized American or designated nationalized American. So he's not allowed to be there on the first play of the game, and he's only allowed to have 23 snaps in the game. Yep. Be on the field for it. Doesn't mean he gets the ball 23 times. So let's continue reading the rules. Each team must also identify on the depth chart a designated national starter and backups, each of whom are eligible to be replaced in-game by the designated nationalized American on the corresponding side of the ball the designated national starter and backups do not have to play the same position on the field. I have an answer for this. Do you know what it is?
1: I'm already – get rid of the ratio.
2: Get rid of the ratio. This is absolutely stupid. Okay. Um, It's way too
1: confusing.
2: Designated nationalized American cannot be starter but can enter the game after the first play of the game, either replacing another American or to take the place of a designated national starter or backup. Okay? But he can't be a starter. Okay. Each designated nationalized American is able to replace their pers- respective designated national starter backups to 23 plays per game. He can continue to play in the game, but he became, becomes a normal American. So it doesn't mean that Kadeem Terry has to stop playing football after 23 plays. It just means that he is a, uh,
0: In
1: essence, he's, he's another no uh, Amer-
2: America, American. Yeah, at
1: that point, another American would have to come out of the game for him to keep playing.
2: Okay. So I don't know. This then makes it says, no this, sense. This, this last one is not really sense. important. The CFL will employ spotters to track oh. the snaps played by designated national Americans in place of designated Canadians, and the game official will warn teams when the player is down to five, three, and one snaps remaining. What the
0: fuck?
1: You you know what this reminds me of? When my son first started playing football, um, minor football, they have in the lower – Age tiers uh, a 10 play rule so the rule is that every player has on the roster has to play at minimum of 10 plays so what we would have to do is we would have to go out and find a parent to volunteer and count every time a player is on the field so we had that we had a designated spotter and say they had to mark down before every play What numbers were on the? This is what this reminds me of, because you're going to have some spotter there trying to determine if this guy is playing in in place of a national, and this is it. Just this is so friggin' confusing. Just dump the friggin' ratio, and this nonsense goes away. It's really weird. It's beyond weird. It's (sighs) ridiculous.
2: Stupid. You've been silent for too long in the
3: wings. Are you still with us? Yes, I am. I it's it's I mean who's, like it's ridiculous. Who's winning mean, rid
2: native Nationalized American?
3: Good luck. I I'll get back to you on that. I mean, I I can't stand it. I think the best should play and I mean, this is a joke. Either get rid of it, or honestly make it all Canadians and just whatever kill the weed. like that's oh. Either or. I mean, I, looking I, at it, I looked at it and it gave me a headache. Uh,
0: we either move sorry. forward or
2: we go backwards. But this this is ridiculous. I I, I haven't agree with you. We either remove the ratio and all the best players play in whatever positions they are, or we scrap this whole fucking stupidity and only have Canadians playing football in the Canadian Football League. And I I, I don't know if I would
3: watch that. No, well no one watches. Who watches CIS or U Sports? They can't even get a TV contract. So that's where you get with all Canadians. And, I mean, there's some good Canadian players, don't get me wrong, but we don't have the depth in this country to – have a quality league and guys will be making 20 grand a year you
2: need 190 quality canadian players
1: it's just not there 21
2: per team well,
3: that was 21
2: per 21. team
1: <laughs> and, and and let's not even talk about the quality of the quarterbacks we
3: get <laughs> oh my and god a, but every gm will tell you the issue is not the starters per se. It's when the starter goes down, the, the replacement is not close to the level needed to be no. to be a professional football player. And, that's, and this has been the way for about 10 years. And GMs, sometimes they, they bitch and moan about it, but they have to also remember the market they're in. They're in a Canadian you know, city where they're not going to get terrible prep if they come out and tell the truth, right? So they have to be careful. Mm-hmm. But if you catch them, is, if you ask them off the record,
0: so. But it's know, not
1: that way. It's not right. that. It's not that way in Winnipeg this year, Rudy. Because you got Piggy. Um. Are you stay there, Rudy. I mean, who's, who's yeah. Piggy? Is that what you're saying, Rudy? You know, you know who Piggy yeah. is, don't you? Okay, he's going to take the ball on every play and run it down the field.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the uh, our third string, our, our hero. I, you know what? Winnipeg has a problem. The backup's always the best. I mean, if if Claros gets has two bad games, there'll be people crying for us to start piggy, I'm telling you, they mm-hmm. wanted Dominic Davis starting here. Oh yeah, it's it's uh...
0: Dominic Davis.
3: Oh yeah, when he, uh, when uh, Nichols is like. Ten and or Nichols was like ten and four one year. He had one bad game, and they wanted him replaced with Dominic Davis. I'm like, oh okay. Jesus! <laughs> yeah, was, but, um, yeah. I mean, I think I. Uh, I mean, we got rid of our Canadian kicker. And I'm happy about that, but now it's going to cost us somewhere else, right? We're going to have to, you know, we have Castillo kicking for us now, but that's gonna hurt somewhere else. We're gonna have to use a Canadian somewhere else, and that's gonna, you know, hurt the overall product. But that's the way the CSL wants it. Especially, you know, CBS, if if, if we catch any kind of traction on CBS, you know what, I could see maybe the ratio getting another look at. If, let's say, CBS gets, you know, a higher market share than they, they thought, then you might see something happen because money talks, as we see at yeah. the PGA Tour. <laughs> Although yeah. the, CFL have, the CFL and Evolution's not quite a thing right now, so...
2: Well, okay, so the CFL wanted something in the CBA, and the Players Association said no fucking way, and they came to this agreement. Is this the league throwing it back at the Players Association right now and saying that this is absolutely fucking stupid and ridiculous? We need to get rid of the ratio, and you guys got to support us on this one. I'm sorry, but... You know what? This is just too fucking dumb. They've made these rules so stupid that I don't know how they're going to enforce them. And then it's costing them money because they have to have spotters out there to find out whether or not these players are playing or what's going on. And, uh, what happens when he gets missed and, uh, he's there for more than 23 snaps. He's there for 28 or whatever else. Uh, is it a fine? Is it a penalty? Is it what's the what's the enforcement on it?
1: Uh, that uh, that I'm not sure about. Maybe they haven't
3: gotten that far yet, Those make it up as they go along. Probably. <laughs>
2: That silence, guys. Somebody talk. Where did everybody go home?
1: No, we're still here. I don't know what to do. I mean, I think you got to – it's just really dumb. I mean, how is this better than getting rid of the ratio and having the top players play when you got this convoluted? And you know for a fact each team is going to have someone out there monitoring the other team's players. And you're going to get arguments, and you're going to get disagreements about who's playing where and what, and it's going to slow stuff up, slow shit up. Uh, you, yeah, I can just see it coming. There's going to be all sorts of, all sorts of arguments. There's going to be all sorts of protests and blah blah blah. All this
0: yeah. is going to do is cause
3: more uh, more problems than it's worth. Yeah. Can you imagine that in the Grey Cup game. Some kind of yeah. asshole
0: with this. Right.
2: I, that's my point. Rule is this this system right now so fucking stupid that the league is just doing this to prove that the, the Players Association are idiots for preventing the removal of the ratio.
3: I mean, can you imagine American, first-time American viewer, and all of a sudden a, a player gets kicked out of the game because he took 26 snaps? Could you imagine that some first you know time well, he doesn't from get Alabama watching
2: He doesn't get kicked out of the game. He can still play the game, but he loses this designated nationalized player. He uh he becomes just a regular import, a regular American player. For the re- and uh for the rest team, of the then the team gets fined if if they don't you know have a balanced roster
3: And they have two of these guys: one on offense and one on defense. So the Grey Cup game, you could just get fined, pay the fine, but field your field a strong lineup and don't don't follow the rules. Is that what you could do? Just pay a fine. Well, and, I mean, I'd pay a fine to win the Grey Cup.
2: Each snap would be another fine. Oh. Okay. So and and they I don't know, it it would have to be progressive in my opinion. Okay, the first finds a hundred bucks, the second one's two hundred, the third one's four hundred, then it's eight hundred, then it's you know, it goes up like that and all of a sudden it's a million dollars.
3: I don't know. I mean if you get an extra if you get an extra fifteen snaps for five thousand bucks, you're probably gonna do it. In a big game. Per game. But I'm talking like a playoff game, right? Where like it kind of sets up, kind of like, well, we're, we're willing to spend like thirty five hundred dollars in fines in the East semifinal. You could just, you know, we'll pay that and keep the guy in there. But we will see. Should be fun
1: or annoying.
3: Oh, it's going to be. Uh, I they they have to fix this. I mean, going forward, it, it, like it it can't go on like this, especially with expansion. You get a tenth team. You're not going to have Canadians. You're going to have who knows who's going to be playing. You're not going to have. Yeah. no way near enough Canadians to, to even for, for, for starters, that would be hard enough. They ever get a 10th team.
2: Okay, so looking down CFL news, and uh, we'll go, go through some of these things that they've got, uh, with a poll question up, is uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers going to have a, a record-setting season again this year? 57% of the vote is no. 43% actually say yes. So uh, there's not a hope in hell that they're going to get 16-win season. No, no team's going to do that. I don't see that happening ever again. I don't know. I really don't.
1: I don't disagree with you, and I mean, you know what? It's not—it's not good to have a sixteen-team or a sixteen-win season, anyways, because then the last four games of your season or three games of your season don't mean anything, and you get complacent. We've seen yeah. it in Calgary numerous yeah. times. We saw it in Winnipeg last year, so yeah it's not necessarily the the best way to go is the eight and ten Calgary Stampeders in two thousand and one. They weren't complacent and they Marcus still won Brandle. the great cup with
3: Marcus fucking Crandall come on yeah well that's but, but that's the east but that's the east playbook right they they stole they they copied the east division for a change right I mean. I mean, 2021, the Bombers were were stale in the the playoffs. They got lucky. They got it through those two playoff games to win the Grey Cup, but they were horrible against Saskatchewan in the first half at home. They had five turnovers. Any kind of team would have blown Winnipeg out, any kind of decent team, but Saskatchewan, Winnipeg's defense was good and held them in, and then they got fortunate in the Grey Cup game, too. So, I mean, it's – yeah – 18 games is almost a curse because you you get to your peak and then all of a sudden you have, yeah, like you said, three or four games of meaningless football. And you can tell yourself, oh, it, it means a lot and we're going to sell No, you know, in your, you know in your heart when the game doesn't mean anything. You're not, just the intensity isn't there and you can't fake that. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't, doesn't matter. So, and teams that slink into the playoffs, they feel like they kind of you know they you know now they have a new life right they have they're they have nothing to lose, <clears throat> so yeah that's why I want one division but that'll never happen. Not for a while. Well, no team should
2: be that dominant in a in a nine team league. we should have parity or close to it. Unfortunately, we don't with the Eastern Division, and you know. What, 2019, every single quarterback in the DFL got injured? I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, it was... Mm -hmm. Can we blame that one on the ratio? Canadian offensive line and American D lines? The Canadians simply cannot protect the quarterbacks?
3: Some cases, yeah, they do. Get, they do you agree with that? Some anybody? cases you
1: can't. Disagree
0: with no, them? I
1: think there are still good, some good Canadian offensive linemen. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to make a blanket statement that they can't. Some are good and some aren't.
2: Correct. But is there five per team or four per team?
1: That I'm not sure about. Because that's
2: what... That's where the Canadians are on the offensive line or on the, on the offense, right? Mm-hmm. There's very, very few Amer- uh, Canadians ever on a defensive, on the defensive side of the ball. In fact, I remember b c having only one Canadian on defense for years and years and years. And I can't even remember the guy's name he was played safety. Cher LaRose. He was the only Canadian that the BC Lions had on defense for five, six years. Yep. So that means you've got to have the Canadian somewhere because you have to have seven starters. So there's a bunch on offense. So there's, there's re, uh, receivers and there's O-linemen. And usually your fullback. It's your O line. Your O line suffers, and I don't mean that. You know, mean, you, never, you never, you never, you never know. There. there are some amazing you, ones.
1: You never know that, if you uh, get, if you get rid of the Canadian ratio and become more Americanized. Maybe some of the good Canadian offensive linemen will play in the CFL again, because they can make more money. You know what I mean? Because we don't have yeah. the good offensive linemen in the CSL, they're in the NFL. So.
2: Well, we're never going to get those players. We're never going to get those players that are in the NFL. That's not going to happen, right? Well, it depends. But no, they're not going to. They're not going to go to the CFL if they can get an NFL contract. But you could, and even I'm not even worried about the USFL or the XFL taking the players either. There's still enough players in America to come up here. I mean, there's thousands and thousands of them.
0: Yep. Mm Mhm.
2: And I I disagree with with anybody who says that if you get rid of the ratio, there won't be any Canadians playing in the CFL.
1: That's have my point.
2: he's <laughs> playing in the NFL. Yeah. Why wouldn't we have any in the CFL? Are you trying to tell me that it drops off that bad after those players? There's just no balance? It, it, there's no. It, it, there's no valid argument for keeping the ratio.
0: <laughs>
1: no other league in any professional sports has a ratio for their own nationality. So why should the CFL be different?
0: Well,
2: that's
1: I mean, not you a think true What do you mean?
2: There are, there are a lot of professional sports that have a professional ratio or a national ratio like this, but that is because they're trying to build a national team like in soccer where you have to have so many French soccer players on the French in the French leagues because they're trying to build a French national team to play in the world cup. Okay. Oh, and, Oh,
3: so you're, you're saying, you're 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 talking about major,
2: major leagues in North America. I'll agree with you. You're saying soccer is a sport. Okay. I forgot. Yeah, no, no. I'm just using that as an example.
1: Okay. Okay. No, so, no, it's it's ludicrous. Can you imagine if the NHL decided that they were only going to let Canadians play? Do you think? Do you, do you, do? You, do you imagine the amount of players we would have missed, and imagine how many competing leagues there would be around the world. You know
2: what I mean?
0: Well,
2: if you remember and going back, Bon Cherry was promoting that very idea when we had the European invasion in in the, in Hong Kong.
1: Yes, of course, of course he was. But but well, sure any league over- do. that. On that one. And I'm pretty sure that any league that has a ratio, the ratio is not as ridiculous as like uh, having a, a certain number of starters or a certain this or a certain that. I think the ratio says you have to have this many people on play on your rosters, but it doesn't spell out starters. It doesn't and, make, yeah. and I don't think yeah. it matters uh, if a guy gets injured and it's, it's nothing like that. It's not so uh, involved like the
3: CFL one
0: is. Right.
3: They should at least drop the ratio. At least, they, I mean, they should have, they, the CFL should have stood firm at least, you know, reduced the ratio to, I think, five on the field. Is it seven now? I I, I forget what, the, what they're at. With Why? That, but, I mean, it, Just get, just get. I mean, just if, if you reduce bit. the
2: ratio from seven to five, you're admitting that the ratio does, doesn't work. So why have it right. at all?
3: Well, I mean, that's but the players, the players aren't going to agree to a uh, to drop the the ratio. That's the issue. So you have to, we have to bargain.
2: Why not? You show me, okay? If this is a democracy. We're going to have a vote, okay? How many American players are there in Canada, in the CFL, and how many Canadian players are there? The Americans already outvote the Canadian players. Already. Just because of the quarterback. Right. I don't know any Americans who are going to vote to keep the Canadian ratio. I know of American players, Canadian players, who wouldn't keep the ratio. So if you had a vote on it right now in the PA the ratio would lose
1: yeah the american players if don't even care about the ratio right
2: now the american players right now will not come public and speak against it none of them like it they're just fighting their time
1: 100% without the ratio Sean Lyman is still a BC lion
2: oh 100% He still might be next week, but that's beside the point.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think what's going to happen is BC is going to look and see what their pass rush is like tomorrow night. And if it's not that impressive, I bet you $100 uh, Sean Lemons in BC two days later. I would not doubt that at all.
2: Well, that's so. un, un, unless he goes somewhere else.
1: Right, but I, I just, you know what? I, I, I'm thinking, mind you, yeah, he's been all over the place, but, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe he'll go to Hamilton too.
0: <laughs>
1: Who knows? Everybody else seems to go there. Yeah. I'd still, you know what, I'd still love to see him in Calgary as a rotation guy. Absolutely. And a leader, because he is a leader, believe it or not.
2: Oh, i believe it. <clears throat> I would have problems so, saying Garrett Dennis is.
1: No, he was a leader, too. He really was. That's what they said. I mean, yeah. he is a guy who has... He is a guy who has matured in the last couple of years, apparently, and it does happen sometimes.
2: Okay. You mean there's hope for Deron Carter? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. No, no.
1: Checking. Look at, look at, look at. No, no. Look at Vernon Adams. Okay, he's matured because you know what kind of a piece of he shit has. he was when he first came to uh, the CFL. Okay. So he's matured a whole bunch. Yeah. Guys do that. Guys do that. Believe it or not. And then there's the occasional ones who don't. So
2: Hey, did we uh completely off topic here and and why not? Uh You're did he meth- what? we ever find out what happened to his court case?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Didn't he get convicted? Yeah, he got convicted. I don't know.
2: I've never heard.
1: Yeah, no, no. He did get convicted of Voyagerism or something like that. Did he not? Yeah, I'm sure he
3: did.
0: I think he did.
3: did he have a DUI, too? Didn't he have a DUI, too? What was that? Didn't he have a DUI too? And he gets some issues. It was, not, it was just there was more than just the one incident.
1: I know. I know he was coaching high school football a couple of years ago. So.
3: Who was the player in Calgary um, when they won the Great Cup in 2008? He's a Canadian. He played uh, – he was on defense. he's he passed away. But he was Canadian. He was really good for that one year. And he did what? He died. He died, I think. He died. I don't know.
1: 2009. Oh, I'm not sure who you're talking about.
3: Defense. I think he was a defensive uh, defensive end. Oh, he's a Canadian. He, he was he was from Calgary. I think he was he was Canadian. He was from Calgary. He was really good for that one year, and they won a great cup for him. They beat Montreal in the. Uh, so they beat Montreal, and, but he played a great uh, West Final against the BC Lions. He stopped the run and twice he, at the goal line,
1: and he was a fat guy. I think so. I know exactly. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. And uh,
0: I forget his name.
1: Yeah. Like he uh, played the game. I kind of kinda remember who you're talking about, about, but I'm not positive. There you go, CJ. Jerome Messam received an 18-month suspended sentence after pleading yeah, guilty. Yeah okay, Of oh, voyagerism.
2: Voyeurism.
1: Voyeurism. Sorry. not a
2: jury. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got. He, he, so he ended up with a criminal record, and got put on the on the uh, what do you call that list? The naughty list. Yeah. Sex offender.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But he that's didn't right.
2: go he didn't go to jail.
1: No. Mike Labinjo.
3: Okay.
1: Uh Mike Labinjo, yeah.
3: maybe.
1: Yeah, that Mike Labinjo, it is. thank you. Yeah. He died at thirty eight. He died at thirty eight years old. Yeah. Right. What did he but die? He of, it, like, what did he die of?
3: I believe it was a drug overdose or was he murdered? I think um, there were some issues. There were some
1: Was he murdered?
3: There was, I think, there was people with him at the time, and some, I'm not sure if they could prove it. But either the drug overdose or something something occurred.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't I really, really say what he died of. Yeah, he got cut gotta, the like, next a season. Long he got cut the next season yeah, then, after.
0: I what think, but what,
3: like, I mean that that guy looked so good in that uh, that one year he played or that yeah he, looked, mm-hmm. he had a long career. Like, he I remember dominant. him like, playing. I remember him playing the Lions and he was
1: killing the Lions. I remember an yeah. entire game he was just all over the field.
3: That was the West final because BC was kind yes. of dominating that right. game. They were kind of, and they had a chance to put him away and then. He made a huge goal line, and that kind of turned the that turned the momentum. And BC probably should have won that game.
1: Yep. Because
3: Burris was not playing well.
1: Yeah, and that was a game in Vancouver too. Yeah, if I'm not no, that was in
0: Calgary. My mistake. No, no that's Calgary. not right. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's Christmas Eve for one.
3: football fans. Is, is is that it, Charles? You know what's funny is I know. Yeah, that was I kind of my this.
0: consensus.
3: I think Labor Day I think Labor Day's a bigger deal than the than the opening week. Labor Day the Labor Day games. There's more buzz. Overall, I'm not gonna no buzz. I just think if you have to compare the two, I think. I don't
0: know. I kind of think it's a
1: pretty. I still think this is a pretty big deal uh, to have. uh, To have uh, the opening week after the long
3: offseason, people are just happy to have football back. Yeah, no, that's fair. And. uh, Sounds like there'll be a big, big crowd in Winnipeg and and Edmonton, which will be good.
1: Lions are already closing in yeah. on thirty thousand for their home opener next week. They've o- yeah, that's and they've good. opened up the upper deck already.
2: So why are we? Well, why does, does everybody want to build a twenty-five
3: thousand seat stadium? Fucking stupid! it? <sighs> you're not gonna you're not gonna sell twenty you're not gonna sell thirty thousand every week in some markets anymore that's not gonna happen i mean Edmonton's why not yeah. away tickets. Edmonton is giving away why not tickets. like if people are gonna people are gonna be excited about Edmonton and this crowd they get wait wait for two or three weeks and then you'll see what Edmonton's attendance is gonna be yeah, I mean I think season tickets are like nine dollars I don't even know like if you're under eighteen it's free so. I mean, they have to do something, but I mean, I think BC, I mean, BC will be, if they, I mean, 50,000 is a bit big for a CFL, CFL team. If you're in the East, 30,000 is max. I mean, Hamilton doesn't sell out. You can go, you can go at a ticket for Labor Day against Toronto and Hamilton and Hamilton on the day of the game. It's not like it's like you, you can get a ticket. Hamilton's and already sold Labor Day. Well, now they're looking good, but I mean, in years past, ah.
1: yes, that's true.
3: I mean, with it hold, they hold twenty three thousand, twenty four thousand. So, I mean, and that's that's perfect for that that market. <clears throat> Same with Ottawa. I mean, I think Commonwealth is way too big. I think Edmonton. If you're at a building, you were to build a new stadium in Edmonton, I think forty thousand would be top for Edmonton. It's hard to predict. I mean, CFL attendance has always gone in cycles, right? You have years where, or decades where attendance up, is great. It goes up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I know, with the 2010? Attendance was way up, and everybody wanted to, to double the salary cap and spend all this money. And I, and I, I was like, well, you know what? History, history proves what goes up comes down or levels off. I mean, look at Saskatchewan now; they can't even get close to thirty thousand a game. So
2: Saskatchewan used to have a ten-year waiting list for season tickets. Now they can't give them away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
2: you have to produce on the field. You have to produce on the field if you want your attendance numbers to stay up. You can't wow, you to expect to be the mon, uh,
3: the Toronto Maple Leafs. There's, there's you a bad. Can't. I mean, a, a bad year, a bad year here and there is understandable. But yeah, but you can't you be can't a bad have
2: team year after year after year after year yeah. and expect Eventually, to people,
1: come back. Are, eventually people are going to be tired of giving you their hard-earned money uh, to watch a yeah. team lose repeatedly. It, it's going to happen well, no matter is, what city is,
3: you're in. Well, this is where Edmonton and Ottawa—they they better have good years this year, or they're going to be it's going to be big trouble. Because, I mean. Ottawa fans have hung tough for the last two years. I mean, Edmonton fans, they haven't seen a win in three years at home. So, I think if you look at the home openers, if if Edmonton gets blown out, big trouble in Edmonton. Because you're going to have like 35,000 fans there. And that's your, you know that's your game to sell the fans people You're are gonna just saying just, just say, here we go again yeah they're gonna
0: yeah uh,
2: I, I, I don't see it happening though I really don't I think Chris Jones is, is, is Yeah, you, you have to give the guy credit and I mean we're gonna find out this weekend if I'm like totally off the lunch but I think they're gonna come out as an extremely dominant team And Saskatchewan is not going to
0: be
2: You know, if Edmonton was playing Winnipeg or Edmonton was playing BC or even Calgary, I wouldn't be this confident. But they're playing Saskatchewan. Yeah,
3: but Saskatchewan's improved their quarterback. Oh, have they? I love that yes. argument. Harris is, Harris is better than Piardo any day of the week. I
1: agree with that. I, I agree. They have improved, uh, I'm not saying Harris is the be all end all. But he's way he's head and shoulders better than Cody Pajardo. Cody Pajardo sucks. He's common. Yeah.
2: There's not another team in the CFL that would have hired Trevor Harris. Not one. Toronto would have. Okay? What? The of No, Ottawa Harris. thought that Mazzoli was coming back. They would now, but they wouldn't then. Okay? And there's a difference. Right now they would take Trevor Harris because, they you know, their alternative sucks. But back then, there's not one team that would have taken Trevor Harris. Not one. He would have had to retire if Saskatchewan didn't pick him up.
3: And so really him.
2: what happened was Montreal and Saskatchewan traded garbage. And you guys are Carter saying Harris that... Pretty good. No, he's not. He's never done anything. Harris has, he's never Harris amounted been
3: pretty big, to anything. Big he got out of the Grey Cup. And lost
2: No, Henry Burris won a Grey Cup
3: He got in the Grey no, Cup but game But they lost in,
1: in Edmonton
3: Yeah Calgary's due that year Calgary's defense was good that year Very good
2: Yeah, you, you can't call I don't even think you can call Trevor Harris A, a has-been Because he really a never was And 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 having them in Saskatchewan with Craig Dickinson as the coach, I, I just I just don't see that team being any good.
1: I don't either, to be honest. Not, but not because of Trevor Harris.
3: Well, I I'm not going to. But I, but put I think the team their
1: team as the whole is pretty wealthy. Well no, know, I don't we, see that happening either, to be honest.
2: Least... Right. So. You know, is he going to make the team better? Or is the team going to make him better? Or is both of them going to drag each other down? The big question is, yes, he's better than Cody Pajardo. But that doesn't mean that much. And that team, for Trevor Harris to actually come out and play good football, he has to have a good team around him.
1: Agreed, and I don't think he does.
2: And I He's got a couple half
1: decent receivers, so and that's not, about all.
2: I'm not blowing smoke up his ass. I'm not going to say, "Oh, well, they got Trevor Harris. They're going to be. They're so much better. They're so much more improved." No, they're not. Huh. They have to have an amazing team around them, and they don't. I
3: mean, I really, he threw for have five a lot of in Too many teams in the CFL this year. I mean. I think you're a bit hard on Harris. The guy threw for over five thousand yards in Ottawa. And four thousand yards last year in Montreal. So I mean he's not as bad as you're making him out to be. I'm not saying he's Doug Flutie, but I think they're being a bit hard on him. He's had some good years. He hasn't won the big one yet.
2: Yet? Did you actually say that?
3: Oh, uh, you never know. I don't think he'll win this year. But who knows? Oh, Maybe someone picks okay. him up at the who deadline. Knows? Would or... you be
2: happy with Trevor Harris placing Zach Caleros? Zach Caleros gets injured, and old oh, Trevor Harris comes over. Would you be happy?
3: Yeah, in a pinch, if we if we if there was not if we, if, there, if we had no other option, yeah, you that wouldn't
2: would... be happy. Trevor,
3: roll it. Well, we had no choice. You, you exactly. would not be happy. I mean, happy. honestly,
1: would Probably that be, be Trevor Peter Harris. Harris. Trevor Harris could do something with that team because they've got a very talented receiving oh, yeah. core and yeah. a good defense and a good offensive line. So I think Trevor Harris could do something uh, with that team.
0: Yeah. Now, they
2: say, Yes.
3: Drew, Willie could Harris, do something I mean,
2: with that
0: team.
3: I mean, Harris threw for 5,000 yards in Ottawa. So, I mean... And he didn't have many he didn't have, he didn't have an all-star receiving score that year in Ottawa.
2: It wasn't bad, and last year
3: in Montreal, and last year in Montreal, I mean four thousand yards I mean Montreal's defense is the issue last year. I mean he put up twenty eight points in the uh in the east final, but they couldn't keep toronto off the uh, off the field. Montreal's defense was the issue last year.
2: We haven't heard from Willie in a bit. What do you got to say out there? You still outside? Is it getting cold? Oh, turn your mic back on, Will. Or wake up one or the other.
1: What did you say?
2: I, mean, I just said we haven't heard from you in a while. What have you got to well, say yeah, on this but, subject? But 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 you're 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 talking you're on your soapbox.
1: Talking about Trevor Harris, and like I've told you before, statistically, Trevor Harris and Zach Kaleris are almost identical. So, as Rudy said, he's not as bad as you are making him out to be. The only thing he
2: hasn't done—I'm
1: not saying is he's great that bad. I'm a
2: saying
1: he's going
2: into a bad environment.
1: That team, if you and if you look at it objectively. That team has improved this year. You just look at the players; their their offensive line has changed and it's gotten better. So I I still don't think they're going to be that good, but they have definitely improved. They've improved, but I'm not. But have they improved enough to get out of the basement? That I'm not convinced of. Well, and once again, they were in the basement. Things, Edmonton all along, let's just see how Jake Mayer does in Calgary. <laughs> I'd probably take uh, uh, Harris. At this point, I'd probably take uh, Trevor Harris over Jake Mayer. Me
0: too. <laughs> you think hey, that you think
2: I mean, we've Shake. talked numerous
1: we've talked numerous times about this is a quarterback driven league. Saskatchewan had to get better from last year, so they got rid of Cody Fajardo, took Trevor Harris. Trevor Harris is a lot better than Cody Fajardo. Yes, I'm not
2: I'm not disputing that. What I'm trying to say, and I, I don't, it's not I'm I'm not throwing hate at Trevor Harris. What I'm trying to say is I don't think Trevor Harris is good enough a quarterback to make Saskatchewan a better team. That's, that's my point. Or not necessarily a better team, a competitive team.
0: Okay,
1: I'm glad you qualified that because to be a better team, all he has to do is win five games.
2: No, they won six last year.
1: Okay, then he's got to win seven games,
2: yeah, I don't think they'll win seven games.
1: I mean one of the reasons one of the reasons I'm so down on Calgary this year is remember last year they were in third place in the West, okay, but they beat Edmonton five times or four times. Every time they played BC, they lost. Every time they played Winnipeg, they lost. Those are the teams you have to beat to go anywhere. And Edmonds is going to be better this year, too.
0: Yeah. We, we think.
2: think. Now, now, you've all said Saskatchewan has, has improved. Every team out there has improved. Did they improve enough... Be able to beat the teams that they need to
0: beat. Did they, you can't did just they say that my team
2: more. my team got better, but then so did Very every much. other team because that's what every other team has to do.
1: Did 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 Saskatchewan improve enough to beat Winnipeg? No. Did Saskatchewan improve enough to beat BC? Probably not. Okay, right, but. You never know. That's why they have to play the game, man. That's true. I think they'll be competitive with Edmonton, and I think they'll be competitive with Calgary. They may not beat them, but they may be competitive. Probably a whole lot more competitive than they were last year.
2: Yeah. Edmonton won four games last year. They're going to win more. I think they're going to win a lot more. So... We'll see what happens. It all starts tomorrow night. I mean, in order for things to happen,
1: in order for things to happen, there's a couple of guys, you know, Edmonton's starting quarterback, he's got to step up and be somebody. Vernon Adams has to step up and be somebody. Okay. Jake Mayer has Mm -hmm. to step up and be somebody. You know, the only guy that's a for sure
3: in there, I think, is Trevor Harris. Or, sorry,
1: is uh, Zach Calaris.
2: Yeah. I have to stop you, Will. Hey. we only got 40 seconds left in the show. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 533. I was your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we're going to say goodnight, Charles. Come on board there.
1: Quicker. Uh, good night, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. It gets started tomorrow, and uh, we'll be able to review week one next week. So enjoy, and we'll talk to you next week.
3: Rudy, 25 seconds. Go. Good night, good night from Winnipeg. and looking forward to being in the stands on Friday night. Okay. And William.
1: Good night, everybody. Looking forward to football tomorrow.
2: Go Sam. Hey, it's Christmas Eve for CFL fans. Take care.